Hey, welcome to the Danny Abel podcast, where I help you connect the dots between mindset, metabolism, nutrition, and fitness to help you easily understand complex health and wellness concepts. I'm thrilled you're here to listen to what I have to share. So let's dive right in. There is so much content out there on how to lose fat, how to eat to lose fat, how to eat to gain muscle, but I have found that there is not much out there on how to eat for performance. So I'm hoping to change that with this episode. So if you're focusing on getting stronger in the gym, being able to run faster, you know, maybe it's jump higher or any other athletic-based performance-related goal, then you're probably curious to know what your calories and your macros should look like for this. What really got me into this is when I started powerlifting. I wanted to make sure that I was fueling myself appropriately for my sessions, but I was also recovering really well. So I want to go through everything that I have learned over the last couple of years with you today in this episode and hopefully give you a bunch of tangible takeaways that you can also apply for yourself. So the way that I like to teach this is by meals, which might seem like a really basic approach, but if you think about it, it's really tangible. So the first thing that you'll want to do is determine how many meals you're going to have per day. Now, keep in mind, this might look different on training and non-training days. Now, you don't have to set it up like this. You can definitely just pick a number of meals that you like to have every single day and do the same thing. Now, keep in mind what I did not say is adjusting your calories and your macros for your training and non-training days. Now, you can do this. You can definitely do this. But what I find is that most people do well just having a consistent target to focus on. Now, there is definitely some caveats with those who are like very elite level athletes who really need to have those higher calories on their training days because they are expending so much energy on those training days that they really need that split between training and non-training days. But even for me as a amateur powerlifter, I just like having a weekly average target. Now, again, you can set it up however you like, but what I'm going to talk about in this episode is just going through and having one calorie target for the whole week. That's going to be maintenance calories. And then I'm going to show you how to set up your macros for this. So the first thing you'll want to do is determine how many meals per day that you will have. So for example, on your training days, you might have four meals per day, one before training, one after training, and then two others. Usually this is like lunch and dinner or something along those lines. Now, whereas on your non-training days, you might do better with three meals because you're not worried about post-workout nutrition necessarily. But again, you can set this up however you like. This is just my personal preference, and this is usually what I recommend to my clients. So in order to determine macros, you'll first need to determine your calories. If you already know how to do this, you can just skip ahead in the episode. But if you don't or you're not sure, keep listening and I will explain. My best recommendation is to track your food for 7 to 10 days and then average out what your total calories are for the number of days that you have tracked. So for example, if you tracked for 10 days, add up 
all of each day's worth of total calories and divide that by 10. This is considered your current maintenance number of calories. Now, I'm going to explain to you estimated maintenance next. There is a difference. So I'm going to use myself as an example. I did this recently because I just came out of a phase where I was not tracking. And my average intake was 2347 per day over the course of 10 days. Now, when I compare this to my estimated maintenance, it's 2237. So there is a little bit of a discrepancy there. I'm actually just a little bit over. But let me explain to you how I, I came up with that estimated maintenance target. Okay, so you're going to want to just go online, Google this, whatever, TDEE, Total Daily Energy Expenditure Calculator. I usually recommend checking like three different ones and then taking the average of all three. But just make sure that you try to estimate as best you can and include training, cardio, and steps in your activity estimation. So find three, get the average of all three, and you're going to use that as your estimated maintenance. So in my example that I talked about a few minutes ago, I didn't have much of a gap. Mine was 23.47 for my actual and 22.37 for my estimated. Now, I used my estimated maintenance target to set my macros from because I was only, you know, about 100 calories away. However, <clears throat> if you have a larger gap, a larger gap, for example, 300 calories, if you're 300 calories below, then you may have to actually bring your calories up closer to that estimated TDEE. Otherwise, you're going to be pretty gassed in the gym. Now, the reason why I draw out the fact of being below is because nine times out of 10, that is what I see, is most people are below their TDEE. So just keep that in mind. Now, if you are above, depending upon what your focus is, if you are in a surplus, then that only makes sense, right? But if you're not, you want to be at maintenance, you want to maintain your current body weight, then you're going to pull that back to your estimated TDE calorie target. So when it comes to performance, we want to make sure that you are properly fueled. And this comes down to two macros. This is protein for making sure that we are repairing what we are tearing down and carbs, because we want to make sure that you've got lots of energy in order to power through and have the most strength during your sessions. So I like to set protein first, and then I will set carbs, and then I will set fats. Now, protein and carbs are most easily set based upon grams per kilogram of body weight, whereas fats are more or less a percentage. Now, there is a little bit of a caveat there because for me personally, I like to make sure that all women are at least at 60 grams per day for hormone health. And sometimes depending upon their height and their weight and their level of activity, if you do just a strict 20 to 30% across the board, their fats end up being fairly low. So sometimes I will actually just make sure that fats are at that 60 gram mark, and then I'll allocate the rest to carbs. But anyway, so when we're looking at protein, in general, 
1.0 to 1.7 grams per kilogram of body weight might be a good place to start. Now, this range in particular comes from the NSCA, the National Strength and Conditioning Association recommendations. And the 1.0 to 1.7 is a combination of both endurance athlete and strength athlete recommendations. So for example, 1.0 to 1.6 for endurance athletes and 1.4 to 1.7 for strength athletes. If you just prefer having higher protein and based upon your current weight and level of activity, it's going to put you at like, you know, 98 grams of protein per day. And you're like, that's so low then set it higher. It's totally fine. But the thing is, is you don't want it so high that it's taking away from your carbs because your carbs are really what are going to allow you to really push during your training session. So it's kind of a balancing act there. Okay. So I'm going to use myself as an example here. So currently I'm 150 pounds And I need to convert pounds to kilograms in order to use the gram per kilogram targets for setting protein. So if you don't know how to do this, all you're going to do is you're going to take 150 and or whatever the weight is in pounds, and you're going to divide by 2.2. So for me, I'm 68.2 kilos, 68.2 kilograms. And then you're going to multiply the number of kilos times the number of grams that you want to use for protein. So for me right now, when I'm at maintenance, I will usually allocate more of my calories to carbs so that I have more power, more strength. I feel fueled in the gym. Whereas if I'm in a cut, then I will go closer to like 2.0, 2.3 grams per kilogram for my protein to just make sure that I am not losing any lean mass when I'm cutting. But I'm going to give you the maintenance example here. So for me, 1.7 grams, which is that upper range, 1.7 grams per kilogram is about 116 grams of protein per day. Now that is a little bit low. Like I'm in general, I can easily hit a protein target of like anywhere from 130 to 150. But right now, knowing that I'm prioritizing performance, I want to make sure that I'm recovering well, that my protein is, you know, relatively high, but performance is going to come from those carbs. All right. So 116 grams of protein is what I would personally set for myself right now. As far as carbs, this is going to be really individualized. And I've probably already given you a lot of nuance here already, but I'm going to go into that a little bit further. So for example, if you have really long training sessions of more than, you know, say 60 to 90 minutes, you're probably going to want your carbs higher on the higher end. But if you don't, if you have sessions that are like 45 minutes, maybe 60 minutes, then you can probably get away with like five grams per kilogram. So let's go back to that example with like long training sessions. If that is you, then you may even want to go up to 10 grams per kilogram. You know, let's just say you have like a 120 minute session. Like for me, sometimes on Saturdays when I'm doing my SBD day, which is a squat bench and a deadlift day, and usually like one accessory, those sessions can be 120 minutes long. And so during those, I make sure that I'm really loading up on carbs. Otherwise, by the time I get to my deadlifts and my one accessory for the day, I am completely shot. 
And the way that I'll do that is I'll allocate more of my carbs for the day before my training session so that I'm really loaded up on carbs for those sessions. Now, keep in mind, this is a little bit different than carb loading, guys. Um, Carb loading is going to be anywhere from like 10 to 12 grams of carbs, about 72 hours up to the time of an event. Now, that is probably for another episode. It's a whole other beast, but just keep that in mind. It is a little bit different. All right. So in general, if you're looking for just a general range as far as like where carbs should be for performance, I usually like to say anywhere from five to 10 grams per kilogram is a really good place to start. So it might seem a little high. We're going to actually go through my calculations and it might seem a little bit high, but keep in mind that if you can't maintain on such high carbs, just pull them back a little bit. Like for example, I have definitely had clients where they're like, oh my God, this is so many carbs to eat. Then we'll kind of do one of two things. We'll either just pull the carb target back because like just from a gastrointestinal perspective, they just can't get them in. Or we will look at what they're eating and we might change some of the foods that they're eating to be a little bit more easily digestible, meaning we're reducing fiber down and making sure that they aren't loading up on say like 30, 40 grams of fiber per day, plus trying to hit a 300 gram carb target, because that's going to be a lot of volume, a lot of volume in your gut. For me personally, I like to keep my, oh, sorry, I didn't give you an example here. So an example for me for carbs is going to be if I'm 150 pounds, if I convert that over to kilograms again, that's going to be 68.2. So if I set my carbs at five grams per kilogram, okay, a few minutes ago, I talked about a good range in general as a starting place is anywhere from five to 10 grams per kilo. So for me, if I set mine at five, that gives me a carb target of 341. Now, I'm at maintenance right now at 2237. And when we take a minute here and we'll look at fats, that actually would put my fats a little bit lower than 60. And if you remember at the beginning of the episode, I like to keep female fat targets at 60 or above for hormone health. And so for me, I pulled carbs back slightly to 293 for myself. Okay, so just to recap, protein is set at 116 and carbs are set at 293 currently for me. Let's talk about fats. All right, so for fats primarily, we want to just keep them high enough that we can maintain brain health, hormone health, skin health. And this is anywhere from 20 to 30% of your total daily calories. This is percentages, not grams. So in general... 25% is usually kind of a great average place to be at. So for me, with this example of 2237, 25% of 2237 is 559 calories. Okay, but you're like, well, how do I get the fat numbers? Okay, I'm going to tell you how. So then we need to divide the calories by nine because we know that there are nine calories for every one gram of fats. So we want to divide 559 by nine is 62 grams per day. I currently have mine set at, I think, 63 or something along those lines, but you get the idea. So full macros here for myself as a 150 pound athlete, 
currently at maintenance, maintaining my body weight are 2237 calories, 116 grams of protein, 293 grams of carbs, and 63 grams of fats. Hey, it's Danielle. Sorry to interrupt the episode, but I wanted to let you know about my upcoming course, Macro Nutrition Mastery. This is my online self-paced course for performance-based goals and even fat loss, muscle building, and health goals. The course includes video-based curriculum along with tools and calculators to implement everything that you learn. So if you're finding this episode helpful, you might want to get more info on the course and I'll leave that link in the show notes. So at the beginning of the episode, I talked about meal targets and meals and you're like, okay, well, what does this have to do with it? Let's circle back to that. What we want to do now is now that we have those numbers, we can actually apply this to our meal targets. If you are looking at the four meals per day, you would split up your total calories and macros by four. Now, there is a little bit of caveat here. It's also going to be based upon like how far ahead you are going to be eating as far as when your training session happens. If if this is the case, so like let's just say you need to eat and then you need to be in the in the gym within 30 minutes, you might want to reduce your protein down and your fats and have more of those carbs coming in. Whereas if you have like one to three hours ahead of when you plan to head for the gym, then just eat the full meal. Have the full meal, total calories, protein, carbs, fats. That's also going to include any fibers that you have in your plate, fruits and veggies, that kind of a thing. But I debated upon like giving you an example in this episode. And I was like, that is just too confusing for a podcast. So I'm going to just use a flat split to make this easy. So if we use that 2273 calorie target that I talked about earlier in the episode, and we look at four meals per day, you would split your total calories and macros by four. So you're literally just going to take all those numbers that I previously gave you, and you're going to divide them by four. So this would be for four meals per day, it would be 559 calories per meal, 29 grams of protein per meal, 73 grams of carbs, keep in mind that includes fiber, and then 17 grams of fats per meal. Whereas if you were doing something like the three meals per day, then you might do 746 calories, 39 protein, 98 carbs, 98 grams of carbs. Again, that's going to include fiber and 22 grams of fats. Now you might be wondering, (laughs) how did she get those grand targets? So I honestly am a Google Sheets connoisseur. I love Google Sheets. I used to hate Excel. In my old job, I had to do everything in Excel. So I got really good at it. And so now I can just like whip out these little formulas and stuff like that in Google Sheets. But this is how I set it up in Google Sheets. So I just, I have columns and rows. Okay. So kind of picture this in your head. I set up columns for calories, protein, carbs, fats, and fiber. And then rows on the left side of that. So rows for each day of the week, along with a total row. So I total everything up, divide it by seven. That gives me like my average for the week. And then below that, I have another row that divides those daily targets, the calorie and macro targets by three. And then I add another row 
below that, where it will take all those daily targets, the calories and the macros, and it will divide it by four automatically. So it's pretty sweet. And yes, this is something that I will have as a tool in Macronutrition Mastery, my upcoming course, shameless plug. You can get more information in the show notes. So to wrap everything up here, number one, when we are looking at macros for performance, we want to make sure that you are eating near maintenance. And then number two, split those meals up. Give yourself meal-based targets or meal-based goals. For example, three or four meals per day. Have one of those meals before your training session, one of those meals afterwards, or on your non-training days, just have a total of three meals for the day and make it super simple and adjust as you see fit. So I hope that this helps you to set up your macros for performance and feel more confidence in how to eat for performance. So take care and I will catch you in the next one. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Danny Abel podcast. If you're enjoying the show and you haven't already, consider subscribing and leaving me a five-star review. If you love the episode, screenshot it, share it to your story and tag me. And lastly, if you have any questions, send me a DM and I'll see if I can help. Thanks again for listening. Take care.